The Lover's Vision of the Happy Island From Echoes of the Forest by William Edgar Brown Read for LibriVox.org by Adrian Stevens Once there lived, in the long ago, In the land where the north winds blow, An Indian maiden, and fair was she, As lilies that loll in an inland sea. Not a maiden of her tribe Would compare with the beauteous bride, who on the morrow would married be to a handsome brave in his big teepee. Her heart was light as the thistle down when by the south wind it is blown, for truly beauty's queen was she, while favoured son of the chief was he, and into her keeping his heart he gave. T'was all in the care of the Indian maid, for she alone was his joy and pride, he lived alone for his future bride, but sad was his heart on his wedding day, for the maiden's spirit had sped away. Although the young brave's heart was strong, he sat by the grave the whole night long, he mused and mourned the live-long day, because his fair one had gone away, no charm for him had the hound's deep bay, the hidden war-path or heated fray. No friend or pleasure could cause a smile, for his loved one had gone to the happy isle. No song of singer or kind word said, for within him his heart was dead. His bow and arrows were laid aside, he mourned all day for his vanished bride. This brave had heard old people say, a path there was of the spirit way, to the southward it led from the land so chilly, to the wonderful land of the lolling lily. So leaving the grave so dark and drear, began for his journey to prepare. Thus for to find the great white way, he ventured forth at the break of day. At first the young brave did not know in which direction he should go, if tradition he would heed, to the south his path must lead. Thus he travelled day by day, under snow-clouds cold and grey. For a time he saw no change, grim and drear loomed the mountain range, forest, valley, and mountain stream, all the same to his vision seem, as they looked when he started forth, from the hills of the frozen north. When he started, snow was seen, clinging in mats to the hemlock green. Day by day it thinner grew, till it had vanished from his view. The forest made a more cheerful scene, putting forth its leaves of green. When, all at once, his weary hours were gladdened by the budding flowers. The air was warm upon his cheek, while fragrant were the blossoms sweet. Instead of winter's clouds so drear, springtime's sun was shining clear. Darting through the branches green, birds of brilliant hue were seen, while, as if to soothe his fears, songs of birds salute his ears. Such a day, and such an hour, seemed to fill him with new power. Thus to find his maiden true, he his journey would pursue. Reassured by signs like these, sped he forth with greater ease, for tradition was his friend, he would surely reach the end of the road he sought, and be with his loved one light and free. As he sped along he found a narrow beaten path which wound through many a thicket, 
many a bower, and led where massive hemlocks tower, making a thick and darksome grove for human habitant to rove, then up a steep precipitous ridge, then o'er a strange fantastic bridge, on, on up heights he climbs once more, till he espies an old chief's door. In the door of his teepee, with eyes of a wonderful brilliancy, stood an old man bending low, hair and beard as white as snow. Round him gorgeous skins he wore, in his hand a staff he bore, radiance lit his visage dark, looked he like a patriarch. The lover thus addressed the chief, but his story was most brief. For I know your story well, its details you must not tell. I have looked for you to come, bid you welcome to my home. The one you seek has been this way, lodged she here the other day. Come and rest within my lodge, all my wisdom you may prove. I will make your pathway clear, send you forth without a fear. Leave your bow and arrows three. Leave your body here with me, leave your dog and bundle too, bodiless you must pass through. When his light repast was o'er, soon he issued from the door, with him went the chieftain grey, forth to send him on his way. See you yonder gulf so fair, and the blue plain stretching there, this is then the spirit land, on its border now you stand. My lodge is the entrance gate, you cannot your body take. So saying, turn to his teepee, the young man bounded forward free, nothing hindered in his flight, sped he forward like a sprite. As on he sped with greater speed, of new objects took he heed, things he saw seemed much the same, but more beautiful became, colours richer, deeper hue, neath the sky's ethereal blue. Things to him appeared the same, only animals seemed more tame. Beast and bird appeared content, safe in fearless enjoyment. Birds of brilliant plumage flew through the green leaves in full view. No fear seemed they there to know, unlike mortals here below. All things radiant seemed to be, full of confidence and glee. Shapes were comely, colours bright, all things radiant in the light. Trees impeded not his way, nor did other objects stay his swift progress day by day. He walked through each one of these, for they were but souls of trees. Thus he knew he'd reached his goal in the weird land of the soul. When he had some distance gone, through this land of light and bloom, where the scenes more lovely grew, with each vale he travelled through, came he to a crystal lake, where the blue waves ever break, with their dancing billows light, on a shore so pure and white. In its centre loomed an isle, beautiful with nature's smile. On the shore, secured with care, found he a tiny showman there, made of white and shining stone, paddles also brightly shone. Entered he the white canoe, straightway forth the paddles drew. Now what wonder greets his eyes, 
as he turns to his surprise, sees the maiden of his heart, in canoe a counterpart, a canoe like to his own, now the paddle she has drawn, now the boats move from the shore, now they glide the waters o'er, now their boats are side by side. Gliding o'er the lake so wide, see, they on each other smile, sailing toward the happy isle. Soon the waves began to rise, mighty billows met their eyes, at a distance came in haste to hold them in their cold embrace, yet no harm came from the bay, for as they near they melt away. Still the rolling waves came fast, feared that they would drown at last, for they feared that some great wave would land them in a watery grave. While added to this galling fear, the waters of the lake were clear, disclosing to their frightened gaze great heaps of bones to their amaze. While struggling in the angry foam were men and women, old and young, of those who struggled seemed a few who passed the foaming waters through. Children alone seemed free from care and glided through without a fear, but the maiden and lover strong rowed their boats unharmed along, for no evil had they done, the master of life would bring them home. At length beneath the master's smile they leaped upon the happy isle, they wandered together without a fear, with all things to please the eye and ear. The air itself seemed to them food, and refreshed them on the road, on the isle no tempest blows, none shivered there in dread of foes, None mourned because he was not fed, there were no mourners for the dead, there were no graves to mar their joy, while safe they were from war's alloy. No hunter's fire did beast affright, and no one groped for want of light. Gladly would he there have stayed, forever with this blissful maid, but to do this did not find favour in the master's mind, though his face he did not see, Yet his gentle voice heard he, Backward, go, unto your land, For your time is not at hand, For your time has not yet come, Work you have that is not done, Backward to your home return, Not a duty shall you spurn, And a ruler you shall stay, With your tribe for many a day. You must finish all your task, be a brave man to the last, if the strong man's task you bear, you a hero's crown shall wear. My servant at the gate will tell the work which you will do full well. In future you again shall find the maiden you now leave behind. She is accepted and shall dwell upon this isle you love so well. As young and happy and as free, as when she came to dwell with me. With this does the lover's vision close, and he returned to the land of snows. End of Happy Island. This recording is in the public domain.